Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Today is Tuesday. It is the, what is it, the 19th of June, 2018. I'm coming at you in the mobile studio. Let's go ahead and get our contact info posted, and then once we do that, we'll talk a little bit about some projects that I've got lined up or on the back burner, that type of thing that I'm going to start going forward with. We'll also talk about, I guess, sort of the state of the podcast, what's going to happen over the summer. So, if you want to contact me, got a few different ways to do so. I've got the voicemail, which is area code 206 745-2731. If you would like to send it an email or if you would like to record your own audio and have me play that out for you on the show, I'd be more than happy to do that. The place to send that is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail.com. Over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com, you'll find buttons for... Facebook and Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that kind of jazz. I also have a PayPal donation button. And if you ever were so inclined to send something my way, that is going to be the easiest way to do it is just to go over to the website, click on that button, and it's easy peasy for you. All right, let's, uh, let's I guess let's talk about sort of the state of the podcast as far as summer is coming up. So, now that summer is here, my daughter is out of school, so a lot of the, the times that I would be in the truck or be able to do sort of the mobile studio is going to be a little bit different. Uh, and if we go on vacation or do this or do that or have a trip scheduled, sometimes the show may not be able to get put out on what I'm trying to do is on a weekly basis at least get something out. And even though things have been a little late here and there, I think I've been able to at least get you know four shows out per month so anyway gotta exit off here the old freeway anyway i will still try and get the stuff out but occasionally it just may not work out uh, to where i'll be able to do it and if i if it is going to happen that way where it's just not going to be able to get something out for a couple of weeks I will put up an announcement both on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook as well, just over at the listener page, and kind of give you guys a heads up that way. So let's go ahead and start uh, talking a little bit about some of the projects that I've got going. And as you know, the one thing that I wanted to do is get that pistol caliber carbine kind of going. And so what am I going to do with that? Have I made sort of final decisions, all that type of stuff? Now, we did get a little bit of extra feedback. One of it is a voicemail, and one of it is an email. However, I will do that stuff uh, once I get back for part two, and we'll kind of go over that stuff and uh, talk about it then. If you guys remember, not too long ago, I talked about the Polymer 80 Glock 17 frame, I guess, that I had gotten. And I got it in Robin's Egg Blue, 
which I uh, I kind of like that color anyway, but I also got it because I wanted to initially make there or turn that into a dedicated 22. Now, there are aftermarket uh, 22 conversion kits that you can get for the Glock 17. And it used to be kind of that there was the, oh, I guess the big two were, there was Advantage Arms, which is what I have. Then there was another one, and I can't, right now in the truck, I can't for the life of me remember what it was. Uh, but there was another kit, and this was, and it wasn't Tactical Solutions. Tactical Solutions, I think, came out with one of, uh, a little bit later, but I think eventually, or, or back then, excuse me, Prior to Tactical Solutions being as popular, there were there were kind of two of them, and I, like I said, for the life of me, I cannot remember what that other one was. The some of the features of the Advantage Arms kit was that I think you got a ten round magazine, and then you also got a. But it, it had a, a bolt hold feature in cut into the slide so that at the end and with their magazines it worked where you actually had the last round bolt hold open. On the other kit, it did not. It, you got a larger magazine. I think they gave you a 15 rounder. and But you didn't get the... Um, it didn't, it didn't hold open on the last round with their type of magazines that they were using and maybe how the slide was and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so anyway, event, what I went with and what I decided to go with when I finally was able to get one was the Advantage Arms. Now, in the literature, Advantage Arms says that basically it's not that their kit doesn't really work with the Polymer 80. And actually, I'm at my des one of my destinations right now, so I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back in about two seconds. All right, it has been about an hour for me, but mere seconds for you. So I left off talking about the old Advantage Arms kit and what I was going to do with that stuff. For whatever reason, it kind of pops into my head. I was talking about there was the three, well, there was the two at the time of the conversion kits for the Glock. One was, of course, Advantage Arms, which I ended up getting. And the other one, it kind of pops into my head. It was like Siner or Siner. It started with a C, like C I E N E R or C E I N E R, something like that. Anyway. And like I said, you know, the differences were that you had uh, the signer didn't have a last round bolt hold open, but you got at the time larger capacity magazine. I think you got like a 15 rounder. Now, since then, you can get higher capacity magazines for, uh, you know, larger than 10 for the Advantage Arms kits. And I think they're anywhere. You can usually find them on sale for about 20 bucks or so. And then a few dollars here and there for shipping. So. Anyway, they probably work out to be around $22 to $25 or something like that. Once all is said and done. So, the um, 
and the and way back when they were super popular because there was the there was an ammo shortage of nine millimeter, uh, and this was the one that was before the last ammo run that we had on twenty two long rifle. And so everybody, since you couldn't really get nine millimeter stuff, everybody was scrambling to uh, have an alternative for something to shoot. Now, of, of those people that were like snaking up the the, uh, the kits and the and the, and the other stuff, were they really you know going to be going to doing lots of shooting and going to classes? I, in fact, I remember there was a uh, a couple of, of big trainers at the time that were saying, "Hey, we know nine millimeter is super hard to come across, so if you've got." Uh, conversion kit or if you've got a 22 that you can run go ahead and bring that and at least we'll be able to sort of get you in a class and get you up and going but anyway I digress on a lot of this stuff and I'm kind of rambling on so the other day and one of the reasons why I am kind of excited to get back on this particular project is that Way back when, when um, Advantage Arms and when the Signer stuff, they did not have their, at least when they were coming out way back when, they didn't have any threaded barrel versions of it. And then a, f a few years later they did, but then kind of interest had sort of waned off on those, and so they didn't make tons and tons of them. Well, I had gone on, oh, a couple of months ago and searched for a threaded barrel to go into the Advantage Arms kit. And I could find them. I could find a bunch of sites that actually had it listed, but then when you would actually go to put it in your cart or to look at it, it would say, meh, you know, back ordered, no. There's no foreseeable date in the future when we're going to have this again. And that was even stuff I would I had gone on to Advantage Arms' actual site. So I don't know what changed in the last few months. Uh, you know, maybe there was a crate of them found in some back room somewhere. I don't know. But anyway, a couple of days ago, about three or four days ago, I went on, uh, on the old internets and was doing a little... Uh, internet searching kung fu and I thought ah, you know what what the heck I'll just type this in and see what happens and so I typed in advantage arms threaded barrel you know 22 conversion threaded barrel did a couple of different things and actually something popped up and it was for cheaper than dirt and they had uh, but it was for the 19 the Glock 19 kit and so I went on their thing and I kind of just typed in advantage arms in their site and then of course it does they they did have one that popped up for um, like $150 for the Glock 17 and I thought eh you know what I don't I don't uh, it seems that whenever there's kind of a uh, something goes down or there's a big crisis in the gun world cheaper than dirt is like one of the first ones that sort of flips over on its belly and pees all over itself and so I'm like eh I don't I don't want to give my money to them and maybe I need to get over it. I don't know. So anyway, I, I did some a little bit more in-depth searches, found two or three other places that actually have them, went on Advantage Arms' actual site, and they have it. 
for $130. And then I found a couple other sites. One of them has it, and the one I, I uh, am going to go with, or have gone with, I guess by the time you hear this, is uh, it was it was $119. They're having a sale on it, and with their sh- even with their shipping, which is around like 10 bucks, it's $129. So when you look at some of these other sites that actually have it in the 17 or to, to drop in with the 17 that's about the cheapest I can find it there's probably other stuff out there I don't you know I don't know I, I would hesitate to get anything I, I didn't really go and look on eBay I'm kind of hesitant to get anything off of there uh, as far as gun stuff so uh, the sites that I found them on were ones that I would consider to be reputable sites so anyway I've got I'm gonna go ahead and get that ordered uh, the way that the actual kit is, what you get is uh, the actual barrel that will drop in the threaded barrel. You get an adapter that goes up to the one by what is it, one by twenty-eight thread, and then you have a thread protector that goes on to that adapter piece. So you you put the adapter on your on your barrel, and then you you can put your can onto that adapter. You can put your thread protectors on there, that type of thing. So. Anyway, I am excited about that. Uh, I'm excited about kind of getting that thing up and going. Uh, and uh, like I had talked about before, one of the reasons that I had gone with the, that I chose specifically that Robin's Egg Blue color was so that it would, you wouldn't mistake it for anything else. Uh, and you would know that uh, immediately just by sight, by color, oh, this is the 22 type thing. So that's the 22 project that I've got going and I will try and get some of that stuff on film, uh, maybe put some little teaser videos of it on uh, YouTube and I guess uh, I'll put it up on uh, Instagram and some of the other stuff if I can as well. I'll also do it on Utah Gun Exchange videos. I don't, again, with these platform wars, I don't know. You know, speaking of YouTube, it still it still kind of throws me for a little bit of a loop in that they would willingly just throw money away. I mean, you've got to be kind of a left, a super lefty liberal guy. And the only thing I can figure is it's not that oh, if we keep doing gun stuff or whatever, if we keep monetizing this, we're going to have all this protest and all these other channels are going to are going to run away because that is ridiculous. The, the only thing that really makes sense is that the firearms community on YouTube is so small and the money that they bring in is relatively so insignificant compared to all the other stuff that they have is that they can afford to take the hit. Um, you know, when you think about all the other stuff that's out there, the woodworking videos, the cooking videos, the home improvement videos, the like, um, uh, like I'm the sassy mom videos, and the, the, the you know this is how you can do you know home cleaning, and this is how you can do this, this is how you can do cooking, this is how, and you know, makeup, you know, uh, tons of um, automotive stuff, tons of like I said uh, woodworking, and but even and then and then you have like all the subgenres of the woodworking stuff. And then you have uh, things where people are uh, doing um, 
oh, where they'll they'll sort of read. I mean, there there's so much stuff out there. It is crazy. Just about anything that you can think of, there are a hundred channels at least, even on the most obscure, weird, oddball thing. I'm I'm sure there's like five five to twenty channels devoted solely on how to make pita sandwiches. I mean, you know, who knows? But again, I it, it's still, even if it's a small amount of money that YouTube makes off of the gun channels or made, I guess past tense is probably the best way, why would you throw that money away? Uh, because none of those other sassy mom channels and none of the, these woodworking channels, look, nobody's going to quit YouTube in mass in protest or where they're like, oh, if we don't start demonetizing these gun channels and start putting a lot of restrictions on them all these sewing channels and all these other stuff they're going to quit out of out of principle well not if they're making money they're not um but you also see that youtube is doing some weird stuff where they're uh, and not just against the firearms people but they're doing stuff, and maybe this part is only against firearms people, I don't know, but they're doing stuff where they're saying, well, we want you to have a minimal amount of subscribers. So, and I think the number I last heard was something like a thousand subscribers before we're going to kind of monetize you, and we want you to have 4,000 hours of viewing time. Not necessarily that you have 4,000 hours of content because that would be a hell of a lot of content, but that out of your subscriber base, out of the people that are coming to watch your channel, that they're, you're generating 4,000, you're generating at least 4,000 hours of views. And I don't know if that's per month, per year, you know, who knows, or total amount of, of time. I, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, the, the, uh, the whole YouTube thing is kind of, a little bit of a mystery to me as far as kind of why they're doing this and why they're doing that but again it goes back to the money that they got from firearm stuff must be so minuscule that it's like them throwing a penny away it would be like you and I see a penny on the ground and you're like I'm not even gonna bother to pick that up because it's not worth my time uh, whereas you know when you're a little kid you'd see a penny on the ground and you're like oh I'm gonna get that or you see you know so Anyway, let's talk about uh, another project that I've got going that I've been talking about in the past. And I've kind of put it on hold just because I do want to video some of this stuff and get it up there. And that is my AK project. So with that, uh, I do have that stock. And I'd put some pictures. If you go over to Instagram, you can see some pictures of some of the things that I've, that I've got up there and some of the deals that I'm going to do. And there are a few things that I still want to get for that project. However, I think what I may end up doing is, and I thought, well, I'll wait till I have everything, you know, everything all bought and paid for, and I've got all the stuff that I want to do to it, and then I'll be able to film the stuff. And even if I do it in two or three segments, I can release a video like once a week or whatever, or every few days, and say, okay, this is the project that I've got going, and here it is. Here's what, here's what I had to start with, and here's what it is complete. So, But I think I'm going to change up on that, and I'm going to go ahead and sort of go with what I got for right now. 
and maybe sort of get start to get some of that stuff uploaded. And I'm trying to think if I have any other projects. I think those are kind of my the big three that I've got right now uh, is the pistol caliber carbine, the uh, making that polymer 80 into a dedicated 22 and then finishing up on the AK. I still would like to one of these days if I can uh, again depending on what I can sort of buy and sell and that type of stuff and mostly it's of course selling right now but depending on what kind of stuff I can sell oh you know what let me talk to you guys real quick uh, speaking of selling stuff now on, on the last show I'd mentioned that you know in Arizona you can buy and sell guns they consider it to be private property and so as long as you do your due diligence and you don't think the person you're buying from has is, that it's stolen property and you don't think the person that you're selling to is a prohibited possessor, then you're all good. So, like I mentioned before, I and I put some pictures on Instagram of just, uh, I think just one or two, I think, of, I had the uh, FN FNP 45 that I sold I've also got the car P380 that is up for sale over on arms list. And the first one that I got was this wackadoodle thing. And then I got another, um, which I really think was a, a phishing scam because they were like, oh, you know, we can send you this check. And then once it clears, we'll do this and we'll do that. And it's like, oh, okay, you're trying to get my address and you're trying to get my bank account stuff. So yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, I got another one from a guy that's like, well, hey, you know, this sounds like uh, uh, I'd like to buy this from you. And we kind of went back and forth on the price a little bit, came to an agreed on price. And I'm like, well, where do you want to meet and when do you want to meet? And the guy's like, well, hey, can you bring it to me? Uh, I don't have a car. And I'm like, oh, what the hell, man? <laughs> and I'm like, well, more out of curiosity, because when I when that thing popped up, oh, I don't have a car. I was like, uh, okay, uh, this, this, we're going to have to take a pass on this. So I'm like, all right, well, where do you live? And of course he lived about as far away from me in the city as you can get. And uh, I just texted him back and said, well, and I'm going to have to take a pass on this one. And he was like, oh, okay, well, that's a bummer. And you know, he didn't come back with, you know, F you and I'm going to hunt you down and kill your family, that type of thing. He was, you know, the, the person, whoever it was. But again, you know, it's 99% of the dealings that I've had with people, either buying or selling, has been really good. Um, there are a little bit of hoops. People are still kind of, even, even with the good interactions that I've had, people are still kind of... I don't know, maybe flaky is the right word. Uh, you would think that uh, some of the stuff like, uh, well, one of the guns that I bought, you know, the guy was like, uh, oh, well, we, we can meet here. But then it was like, can you change it to this? Can you change it to that? Can I, can, can you change this time? Can we change the, the, the place to meet? You know, and you, 
and again with this stuff like i said you know on the last show you always want to meet in a public place or you know someplace that's kind of neutral ground uh, but i remember this one guy i had mentioned him and said well look i can meet you here but i have to be gone at a certain time and the guy was like oh okay that's good you know we can meet here then he texts me back you know um so let's say i had to meet him i, I don't know we'll just say it at uh we had set up the time to be noon and I was like, well, I have to be gone by 1230 uh, because I have to go and, you know, pick something up or I've got another, um, I've got another appointment that I have to go to that's, you know, time sensitive. And so this guy, <laughs> he was like, oh, okay, well, that sounds great. I'll meet you there at noon. And then I get there at noon and then the guy's like, yeah, noon's not going to work for me. He texts me like at 12.05, you know, I can get there at you know 12 30 and then i had to text him back saying look bro you know this is not going to work you got to get here before i said the latest i can wait for you is like 12 15 and i'm going to be cutting it close then i've got another place i got to be and if not i'll just you know i'll buy the i'll buy what i was going to buy from somebody else these are they're common guns and uh, so the guy was like oh okay i'm sorry I'll, I'll get there and so you know luckily he got there you know within time and i was able to do it and, and and uh, able to get to where I needed to go but still you know you would think that people wouldn't just be as flaky as they are and again that's it that's minor you know kind of minor stuff but it is kind of part of the part of the market and when you're dealing with people and again that's why you do need to do that due diligence and try and have your guard up a little bit and try and say, okay, well, is, you know, is everything here copacetic? Is everything here, you know, uh, am, I, am I getting any red flags, anything like that? So anyway, I think what I am going to do now is I am going to sign off on this segment. And then a little bit later today, uh, we will, I'll come back at the home studio and, uh, We'll get some of that feedback and uh, talk about a couple other things here. All right. Talk to you in a second. Well, hey, amigos, we're back in the home studio. It may sound a little echoey. I'm using a little bit different mic and we, you may hear the AC cut back and forth going on, going on back and forth, but it's too dang hot to uh, not have that thing on. So anyway, I've got a couple of bits of feedback and then we will go ahead and call the show to a close for today. And actually it's uh, Wednesday the 20th. So you got time warped a little bit as well. Our first bit of feedback is a voicemail and that's from Thomas. So let's go ahead and give that a listen. Hey there, this is Thomas in Oregon. Uh, boy, I was super excited when that uh, Ruger nine millimeter carbine was coming out. Um, it seemed to have all the, the wonderful bells and whistles, uh, just like that uh, other emailer was talking about. But uh, what he failed to mention, and the reason I didn't get one, at least not yet, is it weighs almost eight pounds. Um, that is a ton for something that's portable. Um, it's a point that I haven't heard talked about much. I would much rather go with the Sub-2000 kel -Tec. Um I think that's around four, maybe five, but significantly less. Anyway, uh, short point, but I think that's a good one. That is one heavy uh, carbine for sure. Thanks. Hey, Thomas. Thanks for sending that in. 
I am kind of surprised that that rifle is so heavy. Maybe it's just sort of the nature of the beast on that thing, but you would think that kind of the current thinking is to try and get the weight of a rifle or a carbine down to as low as possible while still maintaining functionality and also having it be robust. And it would kind of suck if you were, maybe if you'd bought that thing for a camping gun and you thought, well, I'm going to, I'm a backpacker or something like that. So I'm going to carry it with me in the backpack so I can, I can take it down and put it in there. But at almost 10 pounds, that's kind of a, that's kind of a lot to lug around probably for competition too. Although it may not be as big a factor, but if you're having to lug that thing around all day at a match, again, that, that nine pounds or so is going to kind of add up for you. If though, on the, on the opposite side, if we play devil's advocate a little bit to your, to your voicemail, if you had it as a truck gun or if you had it as a home defense thing, or maybe even just as a fun plinking or, or range gun, I don't know that the weight would be that much of a, of a thing for you. Again, maybe if you're going to take it for classes, it might be just because you're, you're going to have to carry that thing all day. Uh, but other than something like that, I don't know. So anyway, I'm glad to hear from you again. And I know in your voicemail you had said yet. So we'll keep our fingers crossed for you that one day you'll be able to buy that. And if you do, go ahead and give us a range report. I'd be interested if you ever get that. Also, I, I think Spencer had given us kind of a, a mini range report, but I'd like to get a little bit more detailed one. If you're if you're out there listening, Spencer, let me know. Does it like certain types of ammo? Does it not? That type of thing. Uh, what are some quirks that you've seen after having it kind of long term? So again, guys, thanks for sending that in. I appreciate it. Our next bit of feedback is from Tim, and Tim has a little bit of a two-part email here. Tim wrote in and said, Hi, Tony. Love the show. Some feedback on the AR 9mm platform. Even though I am an AK guy, I did purchase an AR 9mm pistol earlier this year. It was quite expensive and recommended by Michael Bain on his podcast. The pistol did take Glock mags, and it was... Fun to shoot, and was really well made. Then a few months ago, Century Arms began selling the Draco in AK-9 pistol. This little beauty is an AK pistol made by the Romanians. It takes 9mm Glock magazines. I added an SB Tactical brace and was immediately in business. These pistols retail for about $699, and I bought mine from Circle 10 AK. Oh, I also added a red dot, and this 9mm AK pistol is more accurate than my boutique AR 9mm was, which I promptly sold. Anyway, just thought you might want to hear this before you go out and buy an AR pistol. And in part two of Tim's email, he writes in, Tony, I forgot to mention that Atlantic Firearms has the Draco NAK9 as well. Atlantic also has a video where you can see it fired. The pistol debuted at the 2018 SHOT Show, so you can YouTube it and watch. Thanks again for the great shows. By the way, I have listened to your 2015 AK show with Tim Crosno about 1,000 times, usually while cleaning my guns. Okay, I will be listening to the next show. Take care. And again, that is from Tim in Louisiana. Well, hey, Tim, thanks for the kind words, and I appreciate that. For me, I'll probably stick with an AR9 platform but it is pretty cool and especially for the AK guys out there that you have an option that gives you oh is ergonomics the right word or maybe it's uh 
operation, how you operate the gun, familiarity with that, it's very, it's going to be similar because basically it's just a little shrunk down AK. I did go over and look at some of those videos and it is a pretty cool little gun. And of course with me, you know, I have the disease that most of us has where you see something new and you're like, Ooh, I want that. That's shiny. Give it to me, you know, take my money. Uh, but unfortunately for me, I think I am kind of set on the path that I on that I am on for right now. But who knows? Maybe one of these days I might be able to buy one, especially if it, they uh, they ever came on sale, or maybe I if a, a good trade came up or something like that, or there was a private sale, that type of thing. Oh, one other thing in Tim's email that he had sent, kind of in a, a parenthetical thing, he had asked, "Did I ever get a Rifle Dynamics AK?" And for me, unfortunately, the answer is no, I did not. They are too pricey for me, at, at least at this point. Now. That is not to say that I think, oh, the rifles are priced too high. Uh, I think it's probably a fair price for what you're getting. If you look at what Jim Fuller and those guys at Rifle Dynamics are doing, they are evolving the AK. They are modernizing it as much as I think you can and are doing it in a way where the parts that they're putting on there and the parts that they're having made are very well researched and very well made. So again, I think that that particular rifle that they are building is probably one of the better AKs that you can get in the world today. So I, I do think that it is, a, a, what's the word, a commiserate price, meaning that it's a, it's a fair price for what you're getting for the amount of work and development that have gone into it. So earlier in the show, I talked a little bit about that. I would let you guys know sort of the direction that I'm going and kind of what I've decided on doing with my pistol caliber carbine build and what I've decided to do, we'll talk about the upper first and then we'll go into the lower. What I've decided to do on the upper is to go with Foxtrot Mike. They have a side charging, uh, we'll call it AR type upper. So you don't have the, the charging handle in the back. It's got a little wedge in the back for lack of a better term that helps to seal up so when you're running the gun suppressed you're not going to get as much gas in the face from what i've seen it seems to be pretty reliable again some of the sources that you see on there you know who knows are they being 100 percent accurate you know i don't know being 100 percent honest with how the thing fires but from what i've seen and from people that i would say in general i think i would trust their reviews um of, of the Foxtrot mic, it seems like it's a quality product. Now, again, with that, there is the chance because I am take I am getting something from a smaller builder, uh, whether we want to call them a boutique builder or not, you know, I don't know that could be up for debate, but they've been around for a little bit now. And that is kind of one of the things maybe that you sort of do roll the dice with that. If, if something goes wrong and they're out of business, then what do you do? So, you know, I, I don't know. Not having the upper in my grubby little mitts to look at and be able to say, oh, well, yeah, you could take this to any competent gunsmith and they could do this, that, and the other thing, or and you could get some replacement parts for it. None of the stuff on here is, is uh, so proprietary that you couldn't have maybe something fabricated for it. It may cost you a little bit extra, but, you know, you could do it, if, especially if you really like the firearm. The only thing that I am going back and forth on, and maybe you guys can give me your input on it, is I'm looking either at the 8.5 inch or the 10.5 inch. 
And what I'm thinking about doing is maybe going with the 10 and a half inch. It seems like ballistically, especially if the goal long-term is maybe to suppress it and have it as a home defense gun. If you're shooting subsonic ammo in there, the difference, it doesn't really make any difference from what I can research and find out. It doesn't really make a difference whether you're shooting a 10 and a half inch or an eight and a half inch as far as, as remaining subsonic and, and probably being pretty quiet, especially if you're using the heavier bullets. So if you're using something like the 147, or I think they have a 158, that's some subsonic stuff. Again, I haven't, I've, sh I've shot some 147 loads before, but I haven't shot any of the, the heavier ones like that 158. So I don't know on that as far as, def as a defensive ammo, if that would be smart enough or not, you know, I don't know. The only reason that I think w I was considering maybe going with that eight and a half inch is that when you have that can on there, it's going to be a little bit smaller. You know, you're going to be a couple inches shorter, that type of thing. But it may be from an ergonomics design or for how I'm going to hold it or for what I'm going to want to do with it, it may be that having that 10 and a half inch may be a little bit better. It may, it may be a little bit handier for me. I don't, I don't know. What I need to do is go to a couple of gun stores and find some of the uppers that are kind of similar in length and see kind of how it feels when I raise the gun, how it feels. Do I think uh, having the eight and a half inch as opposed to the 10 and a half inch, is there really no difference? Or is there, do I think that there's a big, huge difference or not? For some of you guys out there that do have the SBRs, let me know what you think. If you have something that is kind of in those links, what are some of the pros and what are some of the cons of having the shorter? So something like an eight and a half inch as opposed to a 10 and a half inch, or does that two inches really not make much difference to you at all? That type of thing. So anyway, I'd be curious to see uh, some real world experience, I guess, for lack of a better term. All right, guys. Hey, I hope to hear from you real soon. I hope maybe some of this stuff is helping you, especially if, if some of you guys are out there and you're thinking about going on that PCC journey, maybe some of this stuff and some of the, the feedback that we can get from some of our fellow gun nuts can kind of help us all out. And so again, uh, thanks to everybody that sent in some feedback over the, the last few shows. I want to, again, throw out another shout out to Lawrence for the kind donation that he did a couple of weeks ago. So again, Lawrence, appreciate that. Uh, let me give you the contact info again. I've got the voicemail, which is 206-745-2731. The email is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail.com. Don't forget, you can go over and check out Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, YouTube, all that jazz over at the website, which is firearmscafe.com. And I think that's going to wrap it up. I'm going to let you guys go, and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>